It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 254 of Locked On Raptors for Friday, January 5th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of LockedOnRaptors.com and RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleyShaw and you can find the show at Locked On Raptors. You can find links to every single episode. Of course, make sure you're checking out the entirety of the Locked On Podcast Network, both NFL and NBA. Uh, of course, if you're an NFL fan and you have a team playing in one of the playoff games this weekend, make sure you're checking out the, sh- the show for that team. I'm a Titans fan. I, uh, I haven't checked out Locked On Titans yet, but I probably will. If I cared more about the Titans and uh, they weren't so ass, I would probably uh, check out Locked On Titans even more. But I'll still give them the the uh, the, the, the promotion here. Make sure you check out Locked On Titans. Let's check out Locked On Chiefs and all those uh, great podcasts over there on the network. You can also check out uh, Locked On Fantasy with Josh Lloyd, Locked On NBA with David Locke. All those are on the Locked On NBA and Locked On NFL iTunes channel, so make sure you go in there. And if you find a show you like, subscribe to it separately and leave ratings and reviews on that page. Uh, you can do that with us. Find Locked On Raptors, leave a rating, leave a review. It's the easiest way to help out the show, show that you care. Uh, and the spiel I've heard, I've told you a million times, it makes us more visible and all that good stuff. And I uh, very much appreciate anyone who takes the time to do it, so please do that on iTunes. All right. On today's show, I'm joined for a mailbag show by our pal Sahal Abdi. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm kind of sick. I have peppermint tea here with me. I'm I'm doing good though. Yeah, I'm uh I'm exhausted. I just woke up from a nap, and uh, I am not fully coherent just yet. So we'll see. Are you are you pro or anti nap? Because I get shamed by Blake Murphy all the time for taking naps all the time. Um, but like I don't know how I would go without napping because I can't go to bed early, and I don't really sleep in. So like I don't really have any other option after sleeping for five hours a night. Like I gotta sneak in a nap somewhere, and it's lovely. It makes it's like the best part of my day, which is probably sad, but uh, <laughs> I love a good well, afternoon nap. Are you pro or anti nap? I'm definitely pro nap. The thing about Blake, he's not really human. Yeah. Which why um, he constantly puts out the best work out there. So um, he doesn't sleep. Yeah. So I'm thinking naps are him thinking he's anti nap because he doesn't sleep at all. So. Um, but I'm definitely pro nap. I had a, I had a nap earlier this afternoon. It was amazing. So, yeah, definitely pro nap. Yeah, one of those weird naps where I think I napped a little too long, but not long enough. So I was in the middle of like a weird sleep cycle thing when I woke up, and I feel terrible. But uh, still, the nap itself was delightful, and I will feel better later on today because I had it. So um, it's the reason I'll be able to stay up to watch the Raptors play the Bucks for a very late eight o'clock start time. So. Um, <laughs> we got a bunch of questions that came in today from uh, everybody. We're going to get to those in just a second. But first, we're going to tell you about a sponsor for today, and that, of course, is My Bookie. Bowl season is here, and it's time to get on the action with My Bookie. Are you sick and tired of getting the runaround when you ask for a payout? Sign up at MyBookie.ag today and get paid fast when you win. My Bookie is your hookup for all your betting needs, and you can even deposit using Bitcoin. Where you bet is just important as what you're betting on, and if you want to make mo- oh, fuck me. <laughs> this is the worst copy ever. Uh, 
Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. And if you want to make money betting the bowl games, you got to go to mybookie.ag. They're the only site I'd recommend. I trust them, but you don't have to take my word for it. Check them out for yourself. They have odds on every matchup as well as in-game live betting on all of this season's NFL and bowl games. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit with up to a 50% bonus. Enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA to activate that offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. If you're going to bet, the only place to do it is at MyBookie. Thanks to MyBookie for sponsoring the show. Now let's get to uh, some questions from listeners. we got some good ones today. There's not a ton, but they're pretty meaty, so we can get into them here. Um, so, Hall, let's start with this one from our pal, VTech Poppy. Uh, yeah. Whoa, hold on. VTech Poppy literally changed his Twitter handle to VTech Poppy. It used to be Lil Mo 23. Yeah. This is a big I development. I definitely caught that, too. That's that's our guy, man. He's He's holding on to that brand. He's I'm, holding on strong. I'm extremely glad that he did this. So, uh, shouts to VTech Poppy. No longer Lil Mo 23. His name is just Mo on Twitter now, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. But he's always VTech Poppy in our hearts. And his question is Is the GoDaddy curse real? I'll leave this up to you. I guess so. This is the second year of, uh, of GoDaddy having a, a Raptors player with a thing built around the right. Am I missing something? Was there one before Jonas last year? Uh, there was. There was. Oh, who was it? No, there was. I think, I think there was. Yeah, like there was one before Jonas, you mean? Oh, no, no, no. Not before Jonas. Sorry, okay, I okay. Yeah. Okay. It's just been that too, I'm pretty sure. Okay. So, yeah, it was Jonas last year with the little itty-bitty ballers. Um, and there was Norm this year with the piano thing. I'm not sure. Like, the Norm, I mean, if we're going off just this year alone, then yes, there's a GoDaddy curse because Norm's season has been awful. And it's kind of inexplicable why he's gone from being two-time Raptors ass saver in the playoffs to guy who is out of the rotation, um, which I did not expect to have happened this season, especially considering like he felt like the sort of the leader in the clubhouse among the young guys coming into the season, and now he's kind of fallen all the way down the totem pole. Um, but I don't know. Would you say that last year would qualify as like a cursed season for Jonas? Um, I think... In terms of like raw stats, advanced stats, I'm pretty sure you had a very good year last year. Um, I did see high turn, especially in the playoffs with Jonas. Um, a lot of that's when the trade rumors started to grow with Jonas, and more people wanted him out of a Raptors uniform. But um, in terms of a GoDaddy curse, I don't know, man. It's a stretch. Norm, honestly, I thought he would take the biggest jump coming into this year. He's probably take taken the biggest um, leap into. God knows where, to be honest. <laughs> uh, the thing about Norm is that he's he was a starter. He started off the year as a starter. He didn't play well. Um, a lot of people wanted him back on the bench. He went to the bench. He played well in spurts. But it's just overall, Norm's just he just looks lost on the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, his decision-making there, his shot selection's absolutely awful. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not ready to say that GoDaddy Go has a curse yet. Just because uh, I, I, I want to leave that door open for Sean to get a sponsorship on here by GoDaddy, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm not ready to say that yet, VTech Poppy. Yeah, I mean, I guess we need to have like a second year in a row with like a, like an obvious step back for the player. Because, I mean, I guess you could argue Jonas lost his starting job in the playoffs, but yeah. he also had like a couple nice games off the bench against the Cavs, I guess. So maybe that doesn't really fit into the theme it's not like the Madden curse where for a while there it was like every single year the dude who was the Madden guy his career fell off the rails or 
the guy got into a dog fighting uh, thing or something. I don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, uh, so yeah, it's not quite le- at the level of curse. I would say let's monitor it. Who do you think is like in line for the next GoDaddy uh, like sponsor thing? And what would like if you're the like a, an ad exec at GoDaddy? Who is the player and what is the thing that the, that person is uh, is pimping next season? Ah, uh, I, I really want to say Fred Van Fleet. Uh, I don't know if anybody's really checked out his Instagram or, or follows him on social media, but he has a little thing going on with his business and. Um, he has some pretty good business savvy. Like that guy, um, he doesn't make obviously the most money um, relative to other NBA players. But um, I'm gonna go with Fred Van Fleet. I think that guy, he's a pretty marketable guy. He's been having a pretty good year this thus far. So I'm gonna go with Freddie. What's he selling though? Um, like last year, itty bitty ballers. You know, you, the whole workshop thing with Jonas was. I think people thought that was real for a while, which is kind of insane. Like, there was actually, like, a Jonas should stop focusing on building little itty-bitty figurines and get better at basketball. That was actually a take that happened. Um, and this year, obviously, it's Norm with his yeah. piano stuff. Like, what is Fred selling? He's selling something to do with, with the barbershop. That guy, <laughs> he goes and gets uh, haircuts three times a week. So he's doing something. I don't know if it's clippers, whatever it is. He's doing something to do with his hair. Okay, that's fair. My only reservation about that is that Fred is like probably the most likely player on the roster to not be here next year, just because uh, he's a free agent and some team's going to pay him money, probably to be like yeah. their, their actual backup instead of a third stringer. And the Raptors, I'm not sure the big ones afford him, but um, that that's that's an interesting one. I'm trying to think. Maybe it's. I mean, I don't think they'll go with the music route again, but you know, CJ Miles does have the rap thing going for him. Maybe they could. Uh, maybe like some headphones or something. I don't know. It's uh, something. we'll come back to this. Let me think about this. This this might be something we have to revisit at some point because I am very curious as to what the next GoDaddy thing is going to be and what the what if, what GoDaddy is going to try to mail to people. <laughs> if they were really smart, they they just run to OG Ananobi. If they were really smart, but we'll we'll see. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right, moving on to the next question. This one here comes from... Uh, Josh at Lou Brown 34 Are you going to tear up when they hang DeMar's jersey in the rafters beside all the Leaf legends? Because I will uh, So I'll let you start Okay so I'm like not that big of a Maple Leafs fan which a lot of people take to heart when I say that coming from like um, the greater Toronto area. I'm kind of like a casual guy like I know what's going on generally around the Leafs um, but when you say beside all the Leafs legends it's like nah. I can't, I can't make that, you know, I can't make that emotional connection with the Leafs. But just in general, hanging DeMar's jersey up in the rafters would be huge. Um, I think by the end of the season, he'll, he'll probably be the best Raptor of all time. I've, I've seen a couple articles um, that came out this month um, that have kind of compared it to Vince. And there was a podcast, I forgot who, but um, that it was basically who's the best Raptor of all time and all that nonsense. But... Um, just seeing DeMar's name go up there, all the hard work he's put, and, and knowing that you saw him 
go from the little man to the big man, um, it would be huge. Um, Leafs legends, I don't know. Austin Matthews, uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. Mitch Marner, I don't know. I honestly think, I'm not so sure this question is like trying to tie the Raptors and Leafs in. I think it would be really cool for the Raptors to have like their first dude hanging up there, right? And like for him to be next to like the one Raptor as opposed to like the 30 Leafs things that are hanging up there. I think that would look pretty cool, is kind of, I think is what he's trying to get to here. But, um, but yeah, no. I, no but I think, Sean, we are going to retire Vince Carter's uh, jersey. I just want to put that up yeah, there. Yeah, who do you think is who do you think's first? Like this I comes up every time Vince is with this town, but like, who do you think's first? I'm calling it Vince is coming back to the Raptors next season, Ooh. and he's going to retire a Toronto Raptor, and the following seasons when he's going to get his jersey up in the Raptors. So I think he's going to be the first one. Demar's going to be second. Yeah, I. It could even be Lowry before Demar, to be honest. Yeah, just because he's. Timeline. I feel like they'll probably do yep. a Lowry Demar thing together. That would. I mean, maybe oh, they don't want to cut into each other's thunder, but that would be fucking. You awesome. see that? Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I go back and forth on this because you made the argument that Demar might be the best Raptor of all time already, or by the end of the season. And like, I think there is an argument that his resume for the team is more impressive than Vince's ever was. I mean, Vince never won more than forty-seven games in a season. Absolutely. Got to the second round, uh, like that was impressive. But like Demar's had playoff success at this point, at least compared to the rest of Raptors history. So I think like the argument is already kind of there to say Demar is the best Raptor of all time. But whether or not, you know, I guess you could argue peak or whatever. But I, I would say like Demar has had the more impressive Raptors career than Vince did. But like Vince is still the most important Raptor of all time, and I, I think that's going to hold until Demar does something extraordinary or if like they can stumble into a finals or something like that maybe that changes but like still for now I would say Vince is the most important but I go back and forth as to how much of like a, a tax should be sort of put upon Vince for what happened with how he left the team and obviously it goes yeah. both ways and the the franchise screwed that up royally too um, but I wonder if they'll wait until after DeMar and Kyle are up to, to hang Vince I mean that'll be well in the future like probably more than 10 years at this point but um, I do wonder if that will that will sort of be a delay thing for Vince, like kind of the 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 penance for what happened with with how he left the team. But I don't know. I I could go both ways. I think they all will be retired within the next fifteen years, and I think that's good. And I think I'm very excited for it. And I don't really care what order they happen in. But uh, I, I, there's something I think to be said for Demar being the first, considering he's the dude who's stuck here and resigned and resigned again and all that stuff. So. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, it's an interesting conversation that I, we're not. This is not the last time we'll have the conversation. I don't think. Hundred uh, percent. Next one here comes from Grace Jones at Six Dog. Uh, I know it's super early, but do you think Dwayne Casey deserves Coach of the Year consideration? If so, why? So, how what do you think? Yep, absolutely yes. Um, he's obviously up there with guys like Brad Stevens, um, Steve Kerr, obviously. But I think. Uh, Dwayne Casey, to the, the amount of pressure that was on him prior to the season is probably unmatched to another coach. And the only reason I say that is because of the expectations that were placed on him in terms of in terms of where he would land in terms of the playoffs. But I think to publicly, for Masai Ujiri to publicly um, announce that he wanted a systematic and culture change within the entire organization that goes from the city all the way to the top, um, and for Dwayne Casey to to kind of hold his uh, hold his own in terms of keeping that promise, completely changing the system, 
from bottom Innocence to I think I believe they're still in top ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 been a huge year for Dwayne Casey. They're twenty six and ten right now. Um, yes, they did have a very easy schedule in December. I think they went fifteen and three in their last eighteen games. So, uh, but definitely Dwayne Casey. Um, he he he's. DeMar DeRozan, I think a lot of people, when they, you look at DeMar DeRozan's career growth, you attribute it all to DeMar DeRozan. But I think any other coach, we tend to be, we tend to say, oh, well, you know, uh, without uh, Kawhi Leonard, Papa, without Popovich, Kawhi Leonard wouldn't have been as good. Why can't we do that with Dwayne Casey? Yeah. Why can't we attribute some of DeMar and Kyle's growth and DeLon's growth and Fred Van Fleet's growth and... You know, why can't we attribute some of that to Dwayne Casey? I think a lot of times we kind of don't, and I see that as a problem. But I definitely think Dwayne Casey, I don't want to run off on a tangent, but I think Dwayne Casey's definitely in Coach of the Year consideration. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Like, you look at the common denominator across all of the dudes that the Raptors have developed, and, like, it goes back from turning Kyle Lowry into, like, a fringe starting point guard into one of the best point guards in the league. goes back to DeMar becoming what he's become, and, like, not many teams go like five or for six or six for seven on draft picks over a certain time span. A lot of teams go like zero for six or zero for seven. But the Raptors have hit on pretty much everybody except for Bruno at this point, and Bruno's like the one guy that Dwayne's barely had his hands on. So I think there's probably a bit of a like a through line there that Dwayne Casey's been able to sort of mold all of these guys, and like he has to have at least some credit in that. I mean, obviously credit goes to the players and the, eva- the talent evaluation and all that stuff too. But like. You get plopped into the coach's hands, and like it's kind of like we talk about it all the time how situation is so determinant of how a player is going to fare once they get to the NBA. And like Dwayne Casey has created a very positive situation for a lot of guys. So I think that is totally true. And I think if you're looking at like the best candidates right now, it's probably Stevens, like you mentioned. Uh, it's probably Stan Van Gundy if the Pistons keep being okay. Um, if they make the playoffs, I guess he's in there. Probably Mike D'Antoni, Steve Kerr, Pop. Play. I mean, Pop's probably in there too because the Spurs played so oh, long about Kawhi. The my favorite. I, I do. I do think the the conspiracy theory about Kawhi having been healthy for like a month before he came back is totally true. <laughs> um, like, he was absolutely fine. Uh, they were just getting around the rest issues. I'm I'm almost certain of that. But uh, I mean, I'm not. I don't have any insight or anything like that. But I just that's how I feel within my within my bones. But either way, um, yeah, I think Dwayne Casey's like at the very least like a top five candidate right now, and he might. I, I, this could go either way because he might lose some shine just because he's been around so long and like it's not as sexy as you know a Brad Stevens or whatever because everyone likes to jerk themselves off over Brad Stevens. But like Casey, I think uh, you could argue maybe outside of Stan Van Gundy, like he's probably or was probably coming into the season the closest to being fired of any of these of these candidates. And I think you have to sort of take that into account when you consider just how like seamless the transition for the offense has been and like I do think maybe we're overstating a bit how much things have changed because like it's still DeMar and Kyle who sort of run the show it's obviously a lot more egalitarian now but um like we've we've still seen games where those guys are kind of determining the action um and maybe the assist numbers have dropped a little bit of late as well but I, I don't know that's it's hard to really say but um, I, I think the change has been pronounced enough and the team has been so good while losing so many veteran guys that like you have to put the a lot of the credit at the feet of Casey because like the just getting guys to buy into a new system is not easy when they've been doing the same thing for like five years and I think 
Casey's an example of like, you know, we always talk about like, oh, can this player get better? Is Victor Oladipo, like, is he going to get better? And then he makes the leap. Like, I feel like coaches can get better too. And Dwayne Casey's been a guy who's absolutely gotten better year over year, like very much like DeMar actually, just kind of every single season he does something more. You know, he experiments with a lineup here that maybe he wouldn't have the season before. He gets a little, uh, you know, more creative or whatever and has like, you know, draws up some different sets. And like, he's just gotten, uh, he gets better at managing minutes, things like that. Um, he's just gotten better year after year, and I think this is kind of uh, a case for letting things ride out with a coach and seeing how they can improve themselves instead of just like firing a guy after three years if things don't go well. Um, so I think, yeah, Dwayne should definitely be in the conversation, and if the Raptors keep this pace up and win close to 60 games, like he's absolutely going to be in that conversation, and like he totally deserves to be because uh, the Raptors this season, I think, you know, maybe because they've been near the top of the East the last few years, it doesn't feel like quite a surprise, but... When you look at like their over under numbers and stuff like that, like people were projecting this team to finish like fourth or fifth, and they could get the one seed. Um, so I, I kind of do think like the one seed will determine who gets coach of the year. I think it'll be Stevens or Casey at this point, but um, I think Casey 100% deserves to be in that conversation. He's done a really, really great job. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, before we get to the next question, I want to ask you about the whole Paul Pierce thing, because... Good God, I hate Paul Pierce. <laughs> We're on the topic of the Celtics, so it just came up in my head. Uh, you you saw what happened with Paul Pierce yesterday, right? Yeah, was it the um, the Nick Nick Wright? No, it was the Isaiah Thomas thing where he oh like, oh where he like don't don't have that video interviewed on the day like you put my jersey up or whatever it was. Yeah, he's like I, I when they're retiring my jersey on February 11th. I don't really want to be looking up and seeing Isaiah Thomas highlights. Um, <laughs> What? Oh, Paul. Paul Pierce, like the luckiest, the most overrated player of this generation, like last, like of this millennium. Like, I, I don't get the Paul Pierce thing. I didn't ever thought he was like all the like these great shakes before. You know, he added the best defensive player on earth to his team, um, and the best shooter on earth. Like he. I mean, there was this amazing thread today that I retweeted that was just, like, a bunch of Paul Pierce slander about how bad he was in the playoffs. Like, you want to, like, make fun of DeMar DeRozan for bad playoff performances? Like, look at the numbers that Paul Pierce put up uh, over the course of his time while he was the best player on the Celtics and then also when he was the third best player on the Celtics. Like, he was never – like, he had a couple moments here and there. But, like, good God, dude. He was not good. And yeah. I, I, the whole Paul, Paul Pierce just is maybe the most loathsome player that I can remember watching. Like aside from people with just like nefarious acts and deeds that they've done. I mean, just like in terms of a pure basketball player and how it feels like that player is regarded and how he seems to regard himself. Like, miss me with Paul Pierce, man. Yeah, you know, of course, with him being on the Celtics, there's that inherent hatred that you get for Paul Pierce. Yeah. Um, but. You know, to be honest, and I don't want to be that contrarian guy, but I like I, I like him. I like I like his swagger. Um, I saw that thread where it was it was absolutely like just destroying him. <laughs> uh, but I, I like Paul Pierce. I like his swagger. I don't think his talent level was ever in his career at the point where 
he could lead a team deep in the playoffs as the best player. Um, he proved that um, early in the two thousand or in the mid two thousands until uh, KG and Rondo and Ray Allen all, all of them got there. But I I, I don't know, man. I, you, you take away obviously all the all the buzzer beaters and all the times he's embarrassed the Raptors. I I enjoyed watching Paul Pierce's career, and and I kind of understand coming from with that Isaiah thing. I kind of do. He obviously probably could have articulated it a little better to not make himself look like a total asshole. But <laughs> I I I kind of get it because he's done so much for that franchise. Um, so. <sighs> Like and he has an ego, like you know, he's maybe not like a Kobe Bryant ego, but he has an ego. So um, I don't, I don't kind of blame him for saying, "Don't do that, Isaiah tribute or blah 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 blah." But I don't know. That's just me. I mean, I, I guess it's probably on the Celtics for picking the day that Isaiah's going to be back. I mean, maybe they didn't anticipate him missing the first half of the year, but also they probably did because they traded him away. Um, yeah. And so, like, maybe that is, like, just change the day you're going to do it if, like, you're that, if Paul Pierce is going to be that offended. But, like, Isaiah Thomas's season last year was better than any season Paul Pierce had for the Celtics. Like, I don't even think that's close. Like, yeah. It was yeah, a better season. One of the best Celtics seasons ever. Yeah, it was ridiculous. So, like... I don't know. It's not like it's going to be the entire night where they're just honoring Isaiah Thomas with, like, video montages in between quarters. Um, and that's what well, Paul Pierce added that. Like, when he he said he was at Kobe Bryant's jersey retirement, and he, he really liked how during the stoppages they would look up and there would be, like, highlight videos of all of his all of Kobe's highlights from his career throughout the game. Like, Paul Pierce doesn't have enough highlights to sprinkle them throughout the course of an entire game, first of all. Like, <laughs> get out of here with his, like, shitty step-backs. Um... And, like, you mentioned his, like, buzzer beater against the Raptors. Like, I think that might be the biggest critique of him, that his most memorable playoff moments are the time he was in a wheelchair and then also beating the playoff Raptors. Like, good job, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Congrats. He, and he, also, he did that when Thoreau's and Lowry were, like, playoff babies. Like, oh, yeah. Like, what, so. like, yeah, the, the team that everyone knows sucks ass in the playoffs. Good job for, uh, for, for punking them two years in a row. Uh, I don't know. I... Uh, Food basics, Glenn Rice coffee. can get out of my face. I've ne- I don't think I've ever hated a player more than I hate Paul Pierce, and maybe okay. it's like a, a PTSD thing because of the playoff stuff. But it's mostly just like I I hated watching him as a player. He was like everything that he was every like his style of play was everything that like current day spreadsheet NBA hates, um, and like. I'm not saying I'm spreadsheet NBA, but, like, there's something to it. Like, I don't really want to watch your mid-range step-backs. Like, he was DeMar DeRozan before DeMar DeRozan was ever around. Yeah, he would, he would definitely get crucified. If, if he was going through his prime in, in this era of the NBA, he would definitely... He'd be, like, the butt of all jokes. Yeah. Um, 100%. Miss me with Paul Pierce forever. Um, I hope they tribute Isaiah Thomas more now. Uh, which they probably won't because they're a heartless organization. Yeah, two minutes to his highlight tape now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, bring Isaiah out to like talk him at, at center court and all that good stuff. I mean, they, they they are like a heartless organization that doesn't even seem to remember what Isaiah Thomas did for them, but uh, it'd be nice if they did that. Um, next question here from uh, Eric Morris at Epic Moppus. Um, I'm going to see a Raptors game in Charlotte next month. Any advice on being a fan of the away team at an NBA game? So, Hall, have you ever been the, a fan of the away team at an NBA game? Um, 
all, no. Yeah, me neither. I've, I've only ever seen games at hey. the ACC. Yeah, I've, no, I've never, no. Okay, well, uh, I guess my advice, this is from my experience. I went to Wrigley this year to watch the Jays play at Wrigley. I've seen, uh, this is a different one. I've seen the Leafs play in Ottawa a million times. That's a bit of a more hostile yeah. environment um, yeah. that you're not going to have replicated in Charlotte. But I do think if you're visiting, to, like talk to the people who are fans of the home team um, and try to have like establish like a connection with them because it can be fun. Like uh, we were at, I was at the MLS Cup and in front of me at the MLS Cup were Seattle fans, like from Seattle. Uh, and like they were kind of obnoxious and they like booed Michael Bradley because of the Team USA thing, which and they're idiots because Michael Bradley is incredible and was like the only non-crap player on that team. Um, but it was like we had at least a bit of a connection there and it was kind of fun. And then when I was in Chicago, I mean, the, the sort of Jays presence there was pretty well documented. It was like half and half Jays and Cubs fans, but like... Cubs fans embraced it, and Cubs fans were, like, super gracious and super excited to talk to people from Toronto um, and sort of sh- and share the experience. And, like, that's what it should be about. It shouldn't be anything hostile. Don't be, like, an ass about it. Don't be, like, I don't know. I guess there's not really any, like, old Raptors punking the Charlotte uh, Hornets or, or, Pel- or Bobcats moments to really sort of, you know, hammer on. But, like, just be gracious. Um, ask for food recommendations. Uh, from people that you're sitting oh, yeah. around, establish a connection, um, and then by the end of the game, you'll have uh, new friends that you'll probably never see again. But it's a it's a good time. So yeah, just don't be a dick. I think that would be my advice. Yeah, I second everything John. Wish I could give advice on this one, but I really can't. I'll pretend like I've been <laughs> another fact of way too many NBA Um But yeah, everything Sean. Just try and build that connection and kind of go from there. Uh, next question here comes from, um, oh, this is the last one. This is from, uh, Ogugwa Ananobi, uh, at OGCREE3. I do not believe this is actually OG Ananobi. Uh, the question is, ask Serge what mafuzzy means. (laughs) It's not really a question, but, uh, this, I I started cracking up because I'd never really thought about what mafuzzy means before this podcast. Um, do you have any theories as to what it actually means? Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. With the event class hashtag, obviously with class, I get it. Serge Ibaka is one of the classiest guys in the NBA. Probably has one of the best fashion sites in the NBA, but... The Mufuzzi, is it a nickname? Uh, I'm sure it was given that nickname when he was a child. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if Kelsey gave him that nickname. I have no clue. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is either. I was doing a little bit of cursory research just before we got on. Um, there was uh, Welcome to Loud City, the SB Nation blog, uh, like farewell post to Surge. And it like it mentioned the fuzzy thing and the weird lingo, but they didn't really offer any sort of insight as to uh, as to what it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, I have no idea what it means. I'd like to find out. Maybe I'll have to ask him one day. But he's not like the most like outgoing media personality on the Raptors, so maybe that'll be a little hard to elicit from him. Is there like clues we can mine from his Instagram account? Let me pull this up here. Let's see what he's got. I just googled it and. I think it might have something to do with um, with Congo, where he's from. Okay. What what have you found so far? I'm seeing a lot of Congolese people using the hashtag. I just don't 
I still don't know what I think it's about. Yeah, his most recent Instagram post uh, is from four days ago. It's him, I think, in his house or his condo or whatever it is. And he's just in clothes, just nicely, uh, and it just says, My fuzzy man. And I don't know, like, there's no, there's no object that he might be referring to. Because you'd think Mufuzzy, like, maybe it's like a, a stuffed animal of some sort. But, like, there's no photos of Surge with a stuffed animal because that would be without class, uh, I think, to be in a photo with a, a stuffed well, animal. I have no idea. I, I'd like, to, if anyone has any inclination as to what Mufuzzy means, please uh, alert okay. us. Okay. So, Sean. I just, I just, uh, I just rolled up on a Facebook post from Serge Ibaka, okay. July eighth, twenty sixteen. Uh, he wrote Mufuzzy in Kinshasa, Congo. So I'm assuming that has to be his nickname. Okay. I don't I, like another meeting. Like it's like an inside joke type thing or an inside inside circle type thing. But it says Mufuzzy in Kinshasa, Congo, and he's in Congo when he posts this. So. I'm assuming that's his nickname. That's my best guess. Okay, so I found an Instagram post from December 1st, 2017. This is the important journalism that is what you come for. Uh, He posted Mufuzzy with uh, two Zs and five Ys. Hashtag Abbott class. And Bruno responds with Mufuzzy style. Um, It might, I think it might just be a nickname. Maybe it is a nickname. Yeah. Yeah. I... This is a mystery, but he does it in like sixty percent of his Instagram posts. My fuzzy life. I would. <laughs> He's signing stuff. Hey, um, Blake, if you're listening to this, the next time you're at a press conference and Ibaka's there, do you mind just asking him what my fuzzy means? This is serious too. I'm, I'm not even joking. I, we need to find out what this means. Blake is not listening. Absolutely not. Um, but yeah, no, we we definitely need to get to the bottom of this. This will be like this is the biggest question facing the Raptors this season, I think. Oh, one hundred percent, not not even close. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I think that's gonna do it. Thank you for everyone who sent in questions. They were good questions that we got a lot of uh, rope out of, and also thanks to Paul Pierce for being shitty at basketball. Um, and, uh, <laughs> let me go off. And, uh, yeah, no, uh, this was fun. Do you have anything you want to plug, Sahal? Um, I, I released a post on Raptors Republic earlier today, I think around noon. Um, it was basically about how the Raptors are uh, coming into one of their toughest stretches of the season um, and what they should expect and, and all the other stuff. So um, you guys should read that on Raptors Republic. I'm there once or twice a week. You're going to see my stuff once or twice a week. Other than that, the usual follow me on Twitter, the nonsense. Um, that's about it. All right, man. Uh, everyone, thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at Sean. You can find the show on iTunes. Please leave a rating or review. Once again, it very much helps. And uh, I've noticed some ratings coming over the last... I think we're at 50 right now. 55 star ratings, which is... Uh, we're getting thanks, into guys. a big full sample, large sample size at this point. Uh, this is a perfect podcast, according to the listeners. So... Uh, yeah. Thank you for making that so. And one uh, more thing, Sean. One yeah, more thing. What's up? I want to. I just want to plug Vivek Jacobs' work. He wrote an incredible article on Beeple Breakdown. Everybody, um, if you're listening to this, 
go on bballbreakdown.com and search up Vivek's work. He did an incredible job. It's it's about OG Ananobi. I'm not going to kill it for you guys, but Vivek is, is an amazing writer, so please do that. Absolutely. Uh, Vivek is all right. We, we had him on earlier this week. If you want to listen to that episode, we gave out awards for the year 2017, which is still relevant because... 2017 is in the book, so nothing's going to change about that. So listen to that episode. I'll be back again tomorrow with a Bucks game recap at some point. Um, not sure if it'll be morning or afternoon or evening or whatever, but stay tuned for that. Uh, until then, thank you so much for tuning in. So, Hall, thanks for coming on the show, man. And we will talk to you guys next uh, tomorrow with another episode of Lockdown Raptors. Have a good one, everybody. Cheers. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Lockdown podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.